1: The Out of Bounds Show podcast is powered by Breezy Oaks Ranch. For Mississippi-raised premium Wagyu beef and heritage pork shipped straight to your door, visit BreezyOaksRanch.com. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, is brought to you by the Ram Trucks, pre-owned and new Jeep Grand Cherokees, and any pre-owned and new SUV or truck at Mack Hike in Flowood. Visit MackHikeFlowood.com. They're loaded up with vehicles. Not a lot of dealerships are, unfortunately. But Mack Hike and Flowood, they are. Trucks, SUVs, MackHikeFlowood.com. We welcome in Steve Robertson, JeansPage.com, the Boneyard Podcast. All right, Steve, walk us through what is the latest um, now that Chad Bumpus and Mike Leach, for whatever reason, couldn't get on the same page on the inside wide receivers position it looks like it's Drew Hollingshead.
0: Yeah, I would say that's probably the direction things are gonna go, is uh is Drew. And and uh, it's interesting, you know, Bo you know, about a week ago it really felt like and seemed like you know this thing was gonna work out with uh you know with Chad Bumpus. There were multiple conversations with Chad, even a uh, an interview, and uh then the, the narrative kind of changed a little bit. You know, it was like there was some discussion uh, he was kind of felt out, well, how would he feel about coaching, you know, running backs in Mississippi State? And then things kind of fell apart from there. You know, it didn't really advance. There was never a, I guess you could say, a formal offer. But, you know, a lot of that semantics. I really believe if Chad had been agreeable, they'd probably find a way to work that out. But the reality of it is, is you know, Chad's a very accomplished wide receiver. He's a young and upcoming wide receiver coach that, uh, you know, just coached in a Rose Bowl, you know. And so I think at this point, at this juncture in his career, you know, he can, you know, he probably can uh, make some decisions that he feels that are just ideally best for him. And that may not necessarily align with Mississippi state, but uh, there's no hard feelings there, but I know there's a lot of disappointed bulldogs that were excited about the possibility of Bumpus coming home.
1: Yeah. Which to me, there's not a lot of excitement around Hollingshead. He may do a, a super job, but this is any fan base when you, When you think you're getting a player who was pretty darn accomplished uh, and well-liked and was part of winning teams, and you don't, and then you get a guy who's an offensive analyst that nobody pays attention to, whether he's worthy or not, do you agree there's not a lot of juice in this hire?
0: Yeah, it's true. And to be fair, too, I mean, you know, if this goes the way that it now looks, it's going to go that Hollingshead is promoted from within. I mean, you know, Drew doesn't hire himself you know and and i've read some things out there and like people are already having this negative reaction i mean you know drew is a guy that has been with mike leach has shown some lo- loyalty and and one of the things that i was told is that you know when he arrived at mississippi state you know he followed you know leach from washington state and that you know mike had his eye on him as a potential assistant coach on the field in the not so distant future and so i think in the end you get down and you find out who's going to leave. You know we had this crazy season. You know, state ultimately only has one assistant coach leave. But you know, had there been a second opening, maybe you find a way to get both of those guys on the field. But uh, you know, the reality of it is, is Mike Leach is getting paid over five million dollars a year to win football games, and he's got to hire and promote the people that he feels can help him do that the best. And and th- and this maybe just wasn't the time, for, you know, for Chad. And uh, you know, I've spoken to Chad, and uh, you know, Chad loves Mississippi State, and. Uh, at, at some point, would love to be able to come back home, but apparently this just wasn't the time.
1: Uh, How concerned should MSU fans be the fact that Drew Hollingshead? I mean, he he was put on the road a few weeks ago, but up until then has never recruited in the Sun Belt or in the uh, you know hellfire and brimstone of the SEC.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's a reasonable concern, you know, no matter who you bring in. And, you know, we've seen even with these coaches that have come in, you know, from the Power Five, you know, I remember when I remember when Dan Mullen got here, you know, Dan was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've recruited bitter rivalries before. You know, and I, I laughed, and, and it's even funnier in hindsight. He was trying to explain to me how serious it was between uh, BYU and Utah, how, how, how rapid that rivalry was. And I'm just like, you know, Dan uh, – I don't, I don't think your point of reference is what you think it is. You know, I mean, it's a much different deal here between state and Ole Miss. It always has been. It always will be. And so, yeah, it's difficult to kind of cut your college recruiting teeth in the SEC and also, too, in a state where the rivalry is especially contentious. Hmm.
1: Are you expecting any other shakeups on the staff
0: at MSU? Yeah, no, we could see yeah we could see a realignment of uh of some coaching responsibilities i, I think they might do some things with special teams and uh, that's probably needed um you know um you know it's just one of those deals too where you know mike's got to figure that out you know it's one of those deals where you know he's got to figure out you know where the staff or perhaps uh, was deficient and then take steps to correct it so I, I think you could see some reshuffling of some responsibilities and You know, I don't know when we'll find that out for sure, perhaps in the next few days. But, uh, you know, certainly once you get into spring practice, all that's going to be settled. And, you know, the the, the on-the-road recruiting efforts, you know, end this week. And so then everybody comes back and, you know, starts meeting with their players and things like that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all know that, you know, special teams two years ago, pretty doggone good. Last year, dreadful. You know, so you've got to do some things to probably shake that up. If that means a division of responsibilities – if that means you make somebody else a special teams coordinator, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's a decision Michael Leach has to make.
1: Uh, how surprised were you that Teddy Knox, wide receiver out of Houston, Texas, decided to hit the transfer portal?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised and disappointed. You know, if he, had, uh, if he had left, you know, shortly after the coaching change, I, I could have understood. You know, I mean, I know that he and Mason Smith were pretty closely aligned and, you know, Mason was the guy that worked off the field at Mississippi State. He did a really good job as a recruiting analyst. And, and really the reason Mississippi State was in, in it for Teddy Knox is because of uh, Mason's relationship. And so if he had elected maybe to transfer to LSU shortly after the shakeup, it would have made a lot of sense. But now that you've got a year in and you've come in here and you've played a little bit, you've kind of learned the system, uh, yeah, surprised and a little bit disappointed. But, uh, you know, he is a fantastic young man and very, very talented. And, you know, I'm here and he's going to stay closer to home. And, you know, some are saying it probably won't be LSU. I don't know that I believe that. But uh, yeah, but the reality of it is, is, is he's left. And, and there have been a lot of guys that have left that haven't had a lot of production. And you kind of understand that, too, because you only get a short time in life to play sports. And so you got to get on the field somewhere, even if that means dropping down a level. But Teddy Knox, certainly not that player. I mean, Teddy's a guy that uh, was rated four stars for a reason. And I think he's going to have a great college career. And Unfortunately, it's not going to be at Mississippi State.
1: Did they do enough in the portal to combat losing Makai Polk, Malik Heath, and what Teddy Knox could could have been?
0: Well, you know, you certainly hope so. You know, I mean, you, you go out and you get Justin Robinson, and, and that's a guy that was uh, highly recruited and highly regarded, and that you know, comes from a great program at the University of Georgia. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that's had some entries here the last couple of years, and you know, you hope that's not a chronic situation, even though those injuries are not necessarily related. I mean, you had you had a hamstring injury this year. That's going kind to of happen to a lot of athletes. And you know, the year before, you know, I think you had a foot ailment and then a potentially a shoulder injury. And so, you know, is this the guy that's going to be injury prone? We don't know. But this is the guy, obviously, that uh, brings a skill set that I don't think Mississippi State has. And then you go out and get Jordan Mosley, who was a guy that was committed to Tennessee much of the process, and then. You know, people forget this time last year, things in Knoxville were a complete mess. I mean, it was an absolute disaster up there. And so he elected to back off that commitment to Tennessee, goes with Northwestern, I believe, which may have been kind of the last man standing from the Power Five offer sheet, and gets up there and just, you know, would really like to come back closer to home. He's a Mobile Alabama native, and so now he's back in the SEC. And so, yeah, you, you've gone out and got some guys that were highly recruited that have some true potential. Now that you've got a and get them developed.
1: Uh, who could be there? I mean, they got to find some a go-to receiver. Who could be their Makai in 2022? Yeah. Or is
0: yeah. That's a great question. You know, and to be honest with you, I think it may actually be a guy that's already on campus. You know, I, I think Antonio Harmon is a guy that's going to make some plays. I think Jacoby Moore is a guy uh, that's going to make some plays. And Jacoby was kind of late getting here. He was kind of a late enrollment guy. And uh, Antonio Harmon, it, once you see him, people that haven't seen him maybe in you know six months or a year are going to be amazed at how he's developed physically. What about Ra? Um, yeah, see, Ra's the guy I think makes the plays down the field, you know, more outside the numbers and things like that. But, you know, Ra's the guy too that, you know, and gives Dee Spurrier Jr. a lot of credit. And, and you know, I, I kind of joke with the, with people, some of my friends, and I said, yeah, I call you a snake Eyes Spurrier because he's always out here recruiting like a ninja. It's like you never – Truly know what's going on. And the next thing you know, he he tweets out those those eyes like, hey, watch this, and he's got another four-star commitment. You know, I mean, you know, and he he goes and gets Rhyd Thomas and Simeon Price in South Carolina late last year, and nobody even really knew that uh, you know they were you know potential targets. And so you know, Steve knows what he's doing and he knows how to manage that group well and he knows how to develop players. And you know, if Makai Polk gets drafted, and I think he probably will late. I don't think that he's a guy that will go in the first two days, but and Makai Polk is a guy that was underutilized at Cal, comes to Mississippi State to school record, and you know now he's got the opportunity to go out there and potentially make a living playing football. And, and I think there's a debt of gratitude owed to Steve Spurrier, not just for going and getting him, but developing him and turning him into a great player. And I think when you have the kind of confidence in Steve Spurrier, he will have another Makai Polk. He will develop another guy. He'll recruit another guy. So I, I think that's probably the one guy on staff you probably worried the least about.
1: Uh, what Steve Robertson, two, four, seven sports on the out of bounds show and the Corona premier guest line. What about, um, what are they doing in recruiting this next, this weekend and all the way up until I guess next Wednesday?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're at, we're at the stretch run, right? I mean, you know, and there's uh, there's only a handful of spots left to work with. Uh, now that, you know, Massimo Biscardi, the kicker from Coastal Carolina, is in and, and signed and enrolled, that takes away one of your final spots. You really only have three spots left to work with out of a potential 31 due, due to the uh, NCAA, you know, waiver this year on the, the 25 annual limit. State used one of their spots to sign Jameer Calvin, Bagger, and Fall Camp. That's why you don't have the full 32 because it's 25 plus seven if you have room under the 85. Um, but yeah, you're going to have a handful of guys visit this weekend. You got two commitments: R.J. Moss and um, uh, Jabe Gilmore that have not officially visited. They'll take their visit this weekend. And then Jalen Farmer is an offensive line prospect. It's been committed to Florida, but after the coaching change, he elected not to sign in December. Recently took an official visit to Auburn, and he's expected on Mississippi State campus this weekend. Uh, that's a guy right now, honestly, I think he's probably the only high school offensive lineman out there right now with the committable offer from Mississippi state and uh, going to be still an uphill battle, but you get him on campus and you never know. And, and there's still some talk out there about, you know, a safety or two. And uh, if they, they're not going to reach though, if you don't get what you want uh, next week, you save a, a grant or two, you know, for the post spring practice portal activity. And so, you know, th- it, that's the thing about recruiting used to, we had one day and it was all over Well, now you got December signing period, you got the crazy transfer season, you got the traditional national signing day. Now it's going to go all into spring and summer. We need to have some regulation, I think, to kind of limit some of this. And and uh, because you're basically recruiting to sign players every single day. It's crazy.
1: Out of bounds, one oh five nine the zone ESPN, Steve Robertson joining us on the bucked up energy drinks guest line. All right, Steve, uh, we appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, man. Yes. All right, so Drew Hollingshead. Yikes. And he may be fantastic, but the bottom line is when people know a name, former player who was good, who's already in Power 5, who's understands the state of Mississippi but had some success as an assistant coach, it's just going to be an automatic letdown, fair or unfair. Since you
0: already had... Holl- you
1: know that... I mean, Chad Bumpus is, is a known name. Yep. See, you had been so bad at wide receiver forever. He comes in. Dan Mullen made him, along with Chad's skill set, highly productive. And that, and that's with... Can you imagine if Bump would have had Dak or vice versa? But, I mean, this is before Dan could really get it up and running. Um. I mean, Dan made Chris Ralph as good, I mean, into a solid passing college QB, which is remarkable in of itself. And can you imagine if bump would have played with Will Rogers or Dak Prescott? I mean, he already had a productive career, but if you want to throw another, what spread over four years, another 50 to 70 catches, that is a lot of opportunities. Put your hand on the football, your hands on the football and make a play. You so. already had Hollingshead on staff. This was a bad mistake by Mike Leach. He should have brought Bumpus in on the field, left Hollingshead off the field one more season, and brought him up next year when they have another staff change. Yeah. This was a mistake. It was a brutal mistake by Mike Leach, and I think Mississippi State will pay the price for it. Well, you needed more, you, you needed more recruiting juice. All this X's and O's talk is just simply not a sell that's going to go here. It could sell somewhere else. And again, Hollingshead is probably an excellent coach and so on. But you needed some recruiting juice. Everybody's up in their game, including schools that you don't think about, like Missouri and Kentucky. Um, you've always had a, a school in the state that has out recruited you in Ole Miss. And you see what uh you see what Sam Pittman and Arkansas are doing Go and homes, they are maybe. not slowing down. They got their name image likeness fund up and running um uh, I guess quicker than you. And so, you know, you're you're kind of in this space where and you don't really have an heir apparent to Tony Hughes who's getting up there in age and Tony may want to go to the house and go to a farm or the beach and uh and hang out. He's got plenty of money and and 35 years in with the state of Mississippi or something. So, um I think Chad Bumpus would have been a great Person to bring in and, and coach under uh learn under Tony Hughes, right? Whether it was six months or a year or whatever, and so you're not going to have that uh that option, but we'll see how it looks, and then we'll see what happens with Dart Mania today. Jackson Dart to Ole Miss, back to Southern Cal. Looks like Oklahoma's moved on. I don't know, could Caleb. Witt- if Caleb Williams goes to Wisconsin, does that take Jackson Dart out of the Ole Miss kind of lean and back to Southern Cal? We'll see. Hey, don't forget to hit Apple Podcast and search the Out of Bounds Show. Apple Podcast, search the Out of Bounds Show. Have a great Wings Wednesday. See you tomorrow. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.